Awesome. So welcome back to another episode of Becoming Cosmic You podcast. So today we've got a beautiful guests. So just a little bit different to everything that I've um, interviewed people on. And it's really interesting to share in stories and, and getting an idea of what these beautiful beings are doing in this world. So this is beautiful Isabel. Welcome, Isabel. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So usually where we start is about is really just asking you, like, what is it, is it that you do and how did you really get into it? So I don't, I don't know if you mind sharing a little bit about your story. Ooh, yes. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, you get to share your story so many times, I think, through the course of, like, you know, especially in your uh uh, business and stuff like you know people ask you how did you get to this and it always comes a little bit different but it's like uh, that's uh, part of it as well yeah um, so yeah I work with uh, women and also couples and uh, my main body of work uh, it's uh, really about uh, connecting to our body the wisdom of our body to reclaim parts of our sexuality, uh, parts of our relationships. And also like when we expand uh, uh, pleasure in our body, how that also helps in our business. So I do also work with the leaders uh, in leadership and business coaching, but it's all from this uh, concept of like, when we feel alive, when we feel just up, when we tap into our creativity it's like when we can actually create so much more like we are infinite we remember that we are a portal and there's not actually separation between us and the divine between one human being and the other human being we are all equal and we all can tap into the power of our sexuality of our turn on and of our aliveness so Oh, I love that. That sounds juicy. Um, uh, so what kind of things are you kind of exploring with people at the moment? Like what are you seeing as like the common issues or problems or what are people talking to you about right now? That's a great question. Um, I feel like there's a lot of this piece that uh, um, it's about remembering who we are through the power of our sexuality and also like how to stay connected to our bodies because these days there's so much information. There is so much trying to do, trying to achieve, like we live in a really fast-based society. And there's this theme that when we tap into the wisdom of the feminine, and this is like... a any gender can tap into the wisdom of the feminine. We remember the power of the mystery, the power of uh, the unknown, the power of slowing down and how that can create much more abundance uh, than not speeding up. Because, you know, if we are, like, say, we're working towards a goal, uh, our brain or, like, our masculine side can do, like, okay, we need to do X, Y, Z. In our feminine brain, we're like, yes, these up and down, like, you know, there's like a little bit of everything. But when we really dive deep into the power, like uh, the power of the earth, like it it can shake us all. Like there's so much aliveness into it. Uh, What we can create, it might not look like a linear journey, but it can be much more powerful, much more abundance. It doesn't even make sense to have any comprehension. It's like uh, beyond uh, what we are used to do. 
in many mm. ways. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, that's a common theme actually in the work that I'm doing at the moment, just entering like a deep, deep state of uh, surrender and showing and guiding people how to be guided through that because I don't know if you find, but I find surrender is much more of a, like a, a being word. You really have to experience it yourself to understand what it feels like to do a lot less, you know, kind of like the queen, right? The queen doesn't do all the work. She um, <laughs> she delegates people to do the work for her and, yeah. And there's so much power in surrender in a way that, uh, like, a, in society, I think surrender it's used to see as a passive thing. Mm. But when you tell me the queen, the queen actually, she's really clear of what she's doing. There's a sovereignty, there's a power, there's like an inner knowing, an embodiment of that archetype uh, that it's so solid. So it's not like, uh, oh, yeah, I am surrendering, you know, like that's the old uh, view of like the feminine surrendering, like not direction going with the flow. It's actually like knowing who you are. And for me, that is a really important piece of like, when you know who you are, when you know what you're doing, you can surrender to the path. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know how you're doing, you can still be active in the quest of clarity. And there you connect with divine god angels like whatever you believe in you mm -hmm. can still be really active in the quest you can still take steps you don't need to just like oh let's see where the day is gonna go and be in that co-creation that it's beyond us like we always think like we're alone sometimes but we are not yeah I always say to people, if you realize just not how not alone you were, you'd never actually worry about being alone ever again. Because <laughs> we we are constantly guided, right? And supported and loved and everything moves around us and creates for us. And yeah. <laughs> but um I guess one of the interesting things about your bio is the fact that you also work like in relationships as well. And I know Actually, from a few of my clients, you know, navigating intimate relationships when you relate to being introverted or starseed or you've got a business and you're being pulled in all these directions, like actually having an intimate relationship that's healthy is really quite challenging at times. So like, what would be your kind of advice there to especially women? Because I think women, everybody expects so much of us, don't they? We're expected to be the mum the caregiver, um, the one that cleans and keeps the house, as well as the one that goes out and earns the money. Like we wear so many hats, aren't we? And then we're meant to turn up as this beautiful goddess for this other person, you know, <laughs> all the time. So like how what are the kind of things that you're seeing and navigating with your clients around that? Hmm. It's interesting because I'm actually really at a time, uh, like in this moment, I'm focusing a lot around relationships and dating. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm supporting women that want to open up to love. So women that maybe have been blocked or hurt or, you know, that they've got some beliefs that stop them from attracting somebody that it's suitable, that it's really like open to share the piece of intimacy that you're talking about, because it's not easy to open up to intimacy, especially because I feel there's this piece around love that's, we all say we want love, mm. like you know, everybody wants love, 
but we don't realize that uh, what uh, like you know we are born uh, with unconditional love like we are born as unconditional love but what we learn about love it's what it's uh, the example that we receive from our uh, caregivers Mm. so if uh, the environment was dysfunctional if society teaches us about love something that it's not pure that it's not like that's full unconditional like uh, we learn what we are shown so in eight like later in the days like you know at our you know right now like what we experience sometimes if we experience a relationship that it's not healthy it's because through our eyes that it's love Mm. through our eyes that it's what was modeled to us so we perceive it as love yeah so it's not about opening up to love because we're already open to love it's about rewiring what we think love is and changing these patterns from the core so we can actually open up to something that's uh, it's always really uncomfortable to open up to intimacy because when we're really seen, when we're really met, we're like, uh, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like, yeah. Too much. It's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's so fascinating as well, isn't it? I think for me, especially from my own personal journey, coming from a history of like child abuse and, um, you know, many, many layers that I had to work through in my early 20s to then, like you say, opening yourself up to accept love. But, you know, open yourself up also comes with challenges as well. I think like the movies and um, the films paint love as like this fairy tale. But actually, um, I think love and a partnership is actually about, you know, helping each other through those triggers, helping each other through those moments when actually, you know, it's really difficult and all you want to do is run a mile away because that's what you learn when you're a child, right? You want to hide under your bed and like go, no, 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 go away. And I think you learn so much lessons about matching and, and, and being present for that other person. And I don't think I've, I was ever taught that from a young child, you know. I think I've actually had to learn it through the doing process. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I absolutely feel what you're saying, yes. It's a big yeah. piece. It is a big piece. And I think, um, you know, like you said, intimacy. So how, how would you... Um, help somebody with that you know they're having problems blockages uh, what are the kind of issues that you're seeing people have around intimacy mm. I feel like usually people are really scared mm. yeah they're really scared of intimacy and uh, often they don't have a mapping around it so they mm. don't know how to do this like uh, I can speak for personal experience like uh, I was really shut down around uh, love and intimacy and I was not modeled any type of intimacy in my family so Mm -hmm. they were like doing their best for sure but there was not intimacy there was not even interest about what I was doing like in my life or like uh, anything like it's been Mm -hmm. really like quite a distance still these days uh, and um, for me, it's been a journey, first of all, of choosing that uh, I wanted to experience love, epic relationships, uh, and uh, 
eventually understood that intimacy was a part of it because I was like, I didn't know that that was something missing. I was like, yeah, I'm ready for a, a soulmate. And uh, <laughs> of course, uh, like parts of me, I was so freaked out that I couldn't attract that for many years. And uh, the other piece, it's about rewiring the patterns of trust. Mm. Often like women have got trust issues around men. Often uh, we are like scared like of uh, because we uh, are scared that whatever has been the mapping is going to come again. Whatever has been a mapping that so we have experienced in a previous relationship or in our childhood. So we're like uh, already going in it. So with already fears and doubts. So we're already shutting down. Uh, but mm-hmm. what we attract is something that reflects these fears, reflects these doubts. And don't take me wrong, like, you know, I still sometimes go through doubts myself, like sometimes it comes back, the doubt, but it's not running the show. It's not really present most of the time. So there's like a, a spaciousness and an openness in the body about, you know, what is there. And also I got to know myself to a level of like knowing like what is good, what is not good, mm-hmm. know what is there charming people that I was attracting once upon a time that were always unhealthy relationships they were always like karmatic stuff Mm. really knowing what uh, that was uh, and like uh, these patterns have changed now the quality of people that uh, I attract and have been in the most beautiful relationship for five years uh, like the quality of people that I attract is completely on another level like it's uh, nothing like it was before like yeah so there's yeah and that's so beautiful isn't it like I think um on my own journey as well I had to accept um a level of responsibility of what I was attracting and I think that's sometimes hard to um uh, accept isn't it because you're like well I'm not a bad person why am I attracting these bad people but like you said you you just from your patterns and what you're believing and your doubts and your fears, you're just sending that Wi-Fi signal out saying, hey, I'm doubting myself. I need another doubter, you know, or the opposite. There's a lot of people who talk about narcissism and empaths and how they connect. Um, I I truly believe that we are all wounded on, on so many levels, just at different stages. And I, I, I personally don't always like labels. I think, um, to self-subscribe someone as to something or other, I think can be quite damaging to yourself. It takes away your power, right? If you blaming someone else for what they did to you, then you're giving that power to them. And I think we give away a lot of our power as women, don't we? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like when we get married, like the mat, the the. Uh, I don't know if this happens in, in your. Um, are you you're obviously not from the UK, are you? Your your accent. No, no, I'm from Europe. I'm half Italian and half Bulgarian. Yeah. Oh, wow, beautiful. I've been looking at Bulgaria actually to visit. Um, but yeah, like in the UK, the tradition is for the uh, father of the bride to give away the daughter, you know, in marriage, you know, and we give away our virginity, don't we? And and all these things where we are taught to like serve and serve men, and I just think. Like we we have such a warped view, don't we, of this feminine uh, way of being? Yep, totally, totally. And I feel like that's where lies uh, the bigger part of my work. It's about reclaiming 
our power, reclaiming our magnetism, feeling epic in our body, in our sexuality, feel like knowing who we are. Most of it, it's like knowing who we are and uh, how great and powerful and that we can attract and have everything that we want and we truly can. Mm, I love that. I think there's also, I don't know if you see in your work, there's also quite a lot of shame that goes on around like sexuality and wanting uh intimacy but on like a sexual level you know i think as women we are programmed almost to just look for a prince when we're younger you know when i was younger it was never really taught taught to me that i could be with a female and then as i got older i was actually more attracted to women so i'm actually in a female female relationship now but moving through that there were so many layers of guilt and shame that I had to work through so many projections from my own parents, you know, making me kind of doubt whether I should be in this relationship and, oh, so much shame. I don't know if you see that in your work as well. Totally. I've been in a similar journey. Like I've been in a relationship with a woman, but it's been like, uh, you know, a whole of that's happening on the back scenes. But also the piece around, uh, as you named it, around sexuality, it's still a big taboo. Like people are still scared of, uh, you know, like uh, if you say sexuality on a dinner table, unless you are like in a more like an open community and with people that are more like open-minded, everybody gets a bit funny about it. Uh, uh, the internet, like on Instagram, I get shadow banned all the time. So because yeah. I can't even use the word pleasure, which is like, uh, oh gosh, it's I need to <laughs> cancel the words and stuff. And it's like there's still a big piece, but I feel one of the biggest uh, thing around it is that people are scared of the power of sexuality and of a woman. Mm. People are really scared of our power because there's also these thoughts that uh, if I'm sexually liberated, I'm going to be a slut. No. <laughs> it's funny because it's actually a bit the opposite because they actually start discerning what is right for your body and what is not right for your body. When you know yourself, <laughs> sometimes people, I see that for myself, actually, the more I've done healing around my sexuality, the mm. more I'm selective. Like uh, I have less... Mm. Uh, you know, like uh, casual encounters that I was having in my 20s. Uh, yeah. And completely. <laughs> and uh, But when I have it, it's a whole another level of like, uh, you know, I thought in my 20s I had good sex and I'm like, uh, no way, this is something another, <laughs> completely different. People are like uh, thinking, okay, I have okay sex. So like uh, some people don't have it, so even that, but there's some people that are sort of, content in some ways but they don't know like what else is possible and when we mm. explore that it's like uh, wow you actually realize even right now that I've done so much work on my sexuality and already there's so much more possible and this mm. just shows me that uh, there's uh, the way we can open up and not just sexually in life around uh, business even money everything I feel like it's so linked uh, the capacity to receive it's limitless mm. it's limitless yeah and we how we want to you know some people are content how they are and it's beautiful like we all choose different paths for me it's like uh, 
I want to experience as much as I can this lifetime. I'm like, <laughs> so like I'm living here once in this body and I'm like, I want to experience the fullness of life and a dedication of that is definitely big, you know, freedom. And it's one of my biggest values in many ways in that way. Mm, I agree. And I think like how you receive one thing is how you receive everything. So I think what I um, unraveled as part of my journey is, you know, at one stage I couldn't even accept a compliment from somebody, you know, I would just be like, oh, you know, you know that thing where when someone compliments you on a dress or what you wear and you say, oh, this old thing, I bought it from a charity shop or a thrift store or whatever, however you say in your country. And so most people are deflecting, right, I find. Most people are hiding what they really want. You know, there might be some women on this podcast who really just want to be sluts. I want to go out and, you know, experience sexuality and partners. And, and if that feels good to them, that's absolutely okay, right? It's like, totally. where's the shame? Totally. I absolutely am with you with that. Like, uh, you know, in every aspect of our life, we choose how to do it, what are our values, what we want to experience. Uh, and I totally welcome Annie's last year. <laughs> totally i'm like you know whatever it's sexual liberation for one person or the other it doesn't need to be the same but whatever is that uh, for us individually that for me it's like uh, yes a full yes and i imagine there are quite a lot of couples um you know both straight and gay i'd imagine that are going through periods where they probably feel distant from their partner they probably don't feel that intimacy and i think intimacy there's so many levels you know it's not just about taking your clothes off and having sex I imagine it's it's how you receive information it's how you connect it's how you touch it's how you um you know get your heart spaces together and I think there must be so many people who go without sex and connection in relationships yeah and I feel like that's why I'm so passionate about tantra it's that uh there are ways to keep that flame there are ways to like uh, keep the fire alive like you know it's uh, I think like naturally like as humans when we come together there's like all the hormones and we are like so excited and there's all like you know the sexuality can be really alive and powerful and naturally that changes because we go more into like knowing each other. And when you know somebody really well, the excitement uh, fades a little bit. Mm. But there I feel like uh, that's the power of bringing like uh, tools and exercises that uh, you can. Uh, I actually feel like when you know somebody long term, you can have the best sex. Like uh, it's not at the beginning, it's later because you yeah. can explore more like sexuality that's why when I say to people are you having okay sex are you having sex once uh, a month once a year if that's your truth uh, right but there are ways uh, even with the person you've been in for a long time to actually have some uh, sensational juicy aliveness and that's what I'm really focusing these days with uh, what I was sharing with you like I'm doing these two courses one it's more on dating and like opening to love and the other one it's more like for couples like you know to have thriving relationships it's really to bring these uh, aspects uh, together for mm. aliveness uh, in in a relationship 
And it's so beautiful when you do have like, you know, I, I work with women who have businesses, but you can always see when someone's got issues in their private life or in their relationships, they will be bringing it up to their work. You know, everything has a knock on effect, doesn't it? It's not like you could really have a really super successful business and then have all these issues. It has to be you have to be balanced, right? You have to. Uh, and I think a lot of um, I don't know if you see this in your work, but. I see a lot of women showing up not as their true selves and like hiding behind different masks and showing up in different places as different people. And I think, oh, I mean, I remember doing that back in my corporate days, you know, 10 years ago, whatnot. But it must it must feel awful because you don't really know who you are if you're always being someone different. I just don't know how women do it nowadays. And that's it's a big killer of uh intimacy and sexuality like uh, at the beginning we feel like that by maybe putting a mask because lots of people don't feel confident don't know how to date or how to be in a relationship and uh, they put masks to you know these personas to come out and maybe like play the game for a little bit but uh, what happens is that actually we are killing the potential of like like subtly that it's really unattractive and we don't know it but it's a big turn off in the long term but also in the short term because you can't if you put a mask you naturally will attract people that are not truth that they've got their own masks mm. they're not open themselves it's like you know and if somebody's really open if you attract somebody that is present and it's loving they won't be attracted to somebody that has a mask. Yeah, I agree. That's why I do um this this like a dynamic that you see a lot online about like empaths and narcissists. Most empaths are, are very quite wounded, and narcissists kind of feed into that, don't they? I just think there are so many dynamics that people uh talk about online, and you know, yet all they need is healing both sets of people need to go on the healing journey and then just show up as they are without their masks on everyone will be so much happier everyone will be getting so much more sex and when you're getting more sex you're genuinely feeling happier you know the more orgasms you have the better your fucking life is going to be basically i think so anyway <laughs> yes Yes, yes. <laughs> I'd love to know a bit about Tantra as well, Isabel. You mentioned it um a moment ago. It's something that I haven't explored, but it's always something that I've been like, oh, that mm. sounds interesting. Like what what is it and um how can you start kind of exploring it if you're interested in that? Mm, beautiful question. Uh it's funny because these days if you just even Google Tantra, like you're gonna find uh different opinions different because tantra it's not originated just in one way there's different paths of tantra there's the left path and the right path uh, and there's like all the things in between there's uh, the old uh, more like yoga masculine tantra way that's uh, um, the way it's taught it's really like linear to come to enlightenment uh, and stuff and for me there's uh, the other one it is more like embodied it's more feminine it's more like a life force fire like for me uh for me tantra is the a way of living mm. it's uh, a path of liberation 
so you can live in more fullness but ultimately it's a way you're living like even having a conscious conversation can be tantra like uh, it's really like in the little daily things that we do that so we do tantra and of course there's the side that it's more around sexuality there's another part that it's all about uh, embodiment how we deal with emotion like it's a bit of there's a lot of tantra and Mm -hmm. these days um, it overlaps a little bit with um, like tantric practices overlap a little bit with uh, somatic uh, psychotherapy which mm-hmm. is something else that uh, I've studied. So there's some similarities, but also there's differences. Um, when you ask me, like, where to start with Tantra, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, like, so you know, there's, there's books, <laughs> there's uh, podcasts, like, I've got a podcast that uh, I also share, and it's, uh, like, you know, whatever I share in there, it's a lot uh, of Tantra, but it's not necessarily Tantra, but mm-hmm. I do have uh, a course that uh, I do, but, uh, um, like, it's going to be a bit later on next year, maybe March, uh, which is called The Magnetic Woman, mm-hmm. and that it's all, like, uh, embodiment tantra sexuality becoming really magnetic it's a uh, life force uh, it's uh, yum yum when you started explaining about that i could tell that you really love that course oh yes uh, i love it you know what i miss it because last year i didn't do it this would be like i did it two years in a row and uh, last year like in 2023 I didn't do it and I've been like shall I do it again shall I change it you know when you're going through these phases in your business and I'm like shall I do something a bit different Mm. and it is changing a little bit it's like you know when you do one course it's like you know now I'm doing these relationships courses but I haven't put them out yet so Mm. I feel the turn on of like what is gonna be but I don't have the full like uh, you know a spectrum of people that have experienced it yet so it's mm. like but with that one like I know what people have gone through like I know because it's been completed you know like so that's why I'm like oh yes I'm so turned on about it <laughs> <laughs> I love that and you know yeah. it's it's really important to um be turned on about your work isn't it because otherwise like I think earning money in this like niche that we're in you know we're helping people who are connected spiritually you have to be connected with them you have to be connected with your work because otherwise you will earn this money or you uh front as your masculine and then when you earn this money you'll probably end up just wasting it or not using it in the in a way that feels good to you i see that a lot you know women who hustle hard and then buy just loads of random stuff that they don't need because there's like this almost guilt there that they've earned this all all this money from someone Mm. in not an aligned way and I just feel it's such a shame because we are all spiritual beings here and we've all got amazing stories and gifts and you know we we could each create a program instantly from just a story and the life that we've lived to help other people yeah and it's funny because you speak about money and tantra because my other course is called tantra of money yeah <laughs> so, i love that it's really about this piece but i do absolutely agree with you about uh, the piece of uh, 
turn on uh, like uh, and also really listening what is present like last year for me the magnetic woman was not alive like you know and it's not that I didn't trust the course it's not that I didn't want to do it there was something in my whole body that was like it's not the right time and this is the piece we were talking at the very beginning of like uh, trust in the feminine trust in the unknown like sometimes even if some we love something we need to let go of it Mm. Yeah. And that, that happened with me with my previous relationship. Like we still love each other madly and we needed to let go of it because, mm. and people are like, why are you not together? We still ask each other sometimes, well, we're not together, but we know that it's right. So that's, uh, mm. we need to uh, journey separately right now. And if it's aligned, maybe one day we will come together, but we have a deep trust in love in ourselves and in each other like we're still best friends and we're trusting oh. and that it's like that's the part of the feminine like sometimes people for successful relationship it's like uh, uh you know happy forever after like a marriage and kids yeah. sometimes you can have a deeply successful relationship that just lasts a year or a few years or a month like if that is uh, fully if it's aligned uh, if uh you know, I feel like success in a relationship, it's uh, really different from what society brings uh, into, you know, the prototype of uh, mm. the stereotype of relationships. Oh, totally. I think um, anything in society where there's a norm or there's rules, I think everyone should just be willing to just rip up the rule book and just do it what, what feels right to them. And your point around, you know, you could have an amazing relationship for a year, but I think people are just so programmed that oftentimes if it's not going to last forever, like you said, they don't want to get into it, but you miss out on so much opportunity to grow with that person that come in for a reason to help you grow to that next stage you know and that's what I feel like we're always being prepared for the next stage and the next level and those people that come in if you say no I'm not interested because you're not long term then actually you kind of miss out don't you on those learning lessons and yes uh, and yet uh, I feel it's really important to be truth to yourself to what are your values and what you want to experience because uh, sometimes I have women that come to me and they really want to meet love and the one and if we keep saying yes to things that are not uh, aligned to that we're also saying to the universe I'm okay with something that is not exactly what I want So it's really like depending like on what is your truth. Like if your truth, it's like I'm actually open to explore and to like grow, uh, you know, and uh, if the one comes, okay, but it's not, I'm not attached to that. Yeah. I can go experience it all or something. And sometimes also like not being too rigid. Maybe you're like, no, I want the one, but then something quite uh, good comes in. Like you were saying, something good comes and it feels like that there's a growth to do with this person and you're okay to like, you know, experience that. Uh, but knowing that uh, what is also like your truth. So it's a really funny, it's not, I feel like there's not like a, um, a script that works for yeah. everybody. 
I agree. I agree. I don't believe in scripts with anything. I think um, I've always said I'm a wing it and see type of person, you know, ebb and flow and just ask your body and yeah, just go with it. And I think another thing that we do um, along our journeys is we deny ourselves things, you know, we, we kind of make up the story that we're not worthy of things and we don't go fully into things. I don't know if you experienced that with, with your clients. Yes. yes. Yeah, definitely. Worthiness and confidence is something I work a lot with people uh, and that comes in anything, in relationships, uh, in money, in, uh, you know, being like attractive or like, you know, things like, you know, how we relate, to, especially as women with our body and things like that. There is so much of this that comes up uh, all the time, so I will say. Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot of doubt um, and a lot of, I think you see it a lot on social media, a lot of people kind of showing their best selves all the time. And I think it creates a, uh, an opportunity for people to compare and, and worry about their lives. <laughs> but most of the time, people on social media are, of course, just sharing their best life. You know, and not sharing the struggles and the lessons and the triggers and and they remove themselves from this human experience. But we're all experiencing it, you know, in some way, because otherwise you wouldn't be here. You'd be back with with uh, however you, you refer to it as God or the creator or source and you wouldn't be here to learn. So I think like comparing yourself to other people is just it will kill your creativity so quickly. Mm, yeah. yeah so Isabel where can people like find you if they want to stalk you and, and find you and ask you questions or learn more about your work I like that word stalk me yeah stalk <laughs> you <laughs> what do you know stalk me <laughs> um, so Instagram uh it's uh, my Instagram. It's uh, Isabel, which is spelled I S A B E L double underscore Lamar L A M A R. So that's it's where I share mostly like a daily, like you know, inspiration content stories, so whatever is coming up. But the other piece, because I never know if my Instagram is gonna stay alive because of all these shadow banning and uh, mm. removing all the sexual accounts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my website which is uh, isabel uh, dash no yeah uh dot com so oh, okay beautiful yeah yeah that must be a real struggle with instagram i i am on instagram but i don't really like the energy there if i'm honest i don't i don't like the thought of having to take photos all the time of myself <laughs> i just <laughs> i just don't see the point in it myself but um that's beautiful so um what we'll do isabel is we will share this podcast obviously with our readers and we will put your link so people can message you and contact you and I just want to thank our listeners for giving up their time and their energy and their patience to connect. And also to you, Isabel, for your time and your energy and sharing your beautiful story and how you're making such a massive difference in the world. And especially in relationships, I think it's really key right now. Like you said right at the beginning, wanting love is one thing, but accepting it and then having it are completely different things, right? So I love that you're so involved with women, but also with couples as well, getting people to work 
as teams in alignment together. It's such a beautiful uh, project and, and life's work that you've been giving. So thank you for your service here. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Mm, yeah, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to speak about this because I do feel that healthy relationships like uh, are so important. Like, uh, mm. I think lots of our woundings will have much better, a softer landing uh, when we are connecting. You know, when we relate uh, in a different mm. ways. Oh, I agree. Yeah, relationships are everything. Relationships and trust are everything. Everything's built on that, right? So I'm going to pause this recording and then we'll have a little chat afterwards. So stick around and thank you, readers and watchers. And uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you, Isabel. Mm -hmm.